0: of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on guys? Welcome back to the business breakthrough. In today's episode, I sat down with Ian with Brink Construction in Canada. <laughs> Great episode. We really dove into some of the areas that he's sh- uh, wanting some really just some uh, improvements on in his business, Uh, but more so we kind of had to pivot. You know, One area that a lot of you who listen to this know that I am very passionate about is niching down. So this was really cool to kind of just go back and forth with him about some uh, some strategy, but ultimately to help him niche down and uh, see the value in doing so. So uh, you're really going to get a lot out of this one. Great episode, awesome business breakthrough. And of course, if you want to join me on a business breakthrough, just reach out. There's a link uh, below this podcast. You can book a time and uh, I'd love to help you out. <laughs> so what's going on everyone? I'm here with Ian with Brink Construction. Um, already I, I love the branding. Actually love the name. It's B-R-I-N-Q, yep. modern, cool. I would give them a call just from the name itself, um, forward thinking. I don't know. That's just the way I I do business. Um, but I have Ian on here, uh, reached out podcast listener, shout out to Alex, friend of Ian who connected him on my podcast. Really grateful for the support. Uh, where, where, where are we, man? You general contractor. You told me, tell me what's going on. You started your business in the, in the peak of COVID like a crazy person turned out to be (laughs) a good idea. Um, now you're in business, but from what I understand in your message that you reached out, you're, uh, heavily involved in
1: the production. Is that what's going on? Absolutely. Yeah. So I am like 100% in the production. I don't have anyone working for me. And okay. now, like I said, I do listen to your podcast and I am trying to catch up because I'm greatly behind like i just started the break a lot community. of episodes dude i just oh yeah out, man i'm hitting four or five a week man just pumping, that's crazy, pumping man. the content and that's I awesome know you know what? like that right there is like super uh motivating because like yeah. i do something like that like i do vlogging and cool. i vlog my day to day on my construction site so i try to pump out oh video nice video. dude that yeah i like that yeah, yeah that's not easy to do absolutely no and i can understand where you're coming from too yeah. it's, it takes a lot of commitment but um it does yeah. So I started my business at the heart of COVID and I am 1 million percent the production that I have no guys working for me. Um, and my biggest problem is, is like, I want to hire so bad, but it's the, the sustainability to be able to hire somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. Just like, so
0: is this, this is your first business?
1: Absolutely. Like, okay. Like, so I guess how, did like, you,
0: how did you go from nothing to a general contractor though? So isn't quick, there some sort of like qualifications? Like th- tell me what that looks like first.
1: Absolutely. So uh, in Canada, you don't necessarily need a license to become a general contractor. Um, but for what I did is I first started when I was 17. I was dropping out of high school, so I didn't even finish my high school. Uh, okay. I just hated school. Like I, I, I grew up with a learning disability. Right. And okay. school just wasn't for me. Wasn't so then I, I, I joined um, a company that did commercial construction. Uh, we basically built what, we, like you have Dollar Tree. It's basically the same thing here, Dollarama, and we did all the Dollaramas and better name. Yeah, it's, <laughs> right. Nothing's <laughs> a dollar anymore, though. No, so. nah, never a dollar, dude. I you know. don't ever go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so we we uh, we did commercial construction. I sat there for about two years, and then I left there, joined one or two companies that for like not even a week couldn't find anything I liked. But then I joined okay. another contractor who did um, uh, custom homes. Okay. When I say customs home, I mean like beautiful, beautiful homes, like okay. like million dollar homes in Toronto. Great mentor sounds like. Um, that's the problem. He was probably the worst boss I've ever had. He <laughs> that's actually like dogs.
0: That's actually a good thing because absolutely, I
1: a lot, you know, you know what I mean. If you exactly, had a bad boss, you and that's why do right yeah. exactly. Now I have my business. That's no, I know exactly what not to do. But he worked yeah. at, like I wouldn't be coming home until 10 p.m. some nights.
0: Yeah, and he didn't up. care.
1: No, exactly. Yeah. It was like, we were bodies. We weren't people. Yeah. So, um, after that, uh, right when COVID was starting, I joined the union. Uh, yeah. so I don't know how the union works in America there, but pretty much. The union. <laughs> so we basically, I started doing high rise because the okay. union's 99% high rise. I was doing finished carpentry and, right. um, and yeah, so I was doing finished carpentry for about a month. Are you like a subcontractor when you work for a union? Um, no, technically you are part of like an employee the, yeah. of the union okay it, it, it is employee of a company the union basically finds you the work so Right. You know it's like a, need... it's
0: like a really like official temp agency exactly absolutely yeah. It's, like and, a, oh, yeah it's like a frat
1: yeah and everyone has set prices like you don't frat. you don't get like raises you, you get what you yeah get. yeah you get so, the everyone gets the rate yeah okay i got it exactly depending on your skill of course so basically we started uh doing high rise and i hated it it was just like copy and paste like i did literally four weeks of windowsills, and I couldn't stand it. Dude. So uh, when Where's I left the mo- there, there's no motivation. Now. Absolutely. Right. And there's, and yeah. it doesn't feel like you're, you're progressing because it's the same thing. Right. Right. So I basically, I left there and I called back my old boss that one night and I was like, Hey man, like oh. you know, really work out for me. I'm like, can you give me a job? And, and I know for a fact, and I've been told this multiple times about the guys who work there at the higher ups, even like the project and stuff. I was one of the most, uh valuable people in that company. Right. So the fact that when I called him, he said, let me think about it. Right there, I said, I'm starting my own business to be better. Hey, than let
0: I me own. think about it. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nah, this yeah. isn't a thing. Yeah. He
1: needed guys, and I know because I had yeah. people who still work there, right. I knew. And yeah. I said, I'm starting my own Sounds business. Sounds like a
0: personality, personality that thrives off of power and control, man. You Absolutely. Know, and, uh, you know, just that game of like manipulation, like Absolutely. he wanted to create dependency out of you. Yeah. You know, it's all, you in know, a weak position. Now, know, so. when
1: I worked at that company, there was another gentleman there and we actually started a side business together, just doing weekend jobs here and there. Okay. And we got our first two jobs, basement renovation and a shed. Okay. Now, the day it was a Friday that day and we were packing up the site at the other company and that, that night we were going to buy material and then we were going to work the whole weekend. As we're packing up the site, he's walking downstairs to turn off the lights, trips on a two by four, breaks his ankle. This is my what? coworker.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah. He went to the hospital, out of commission for three months. I had to do those two jobs by myself, not with like almost no experience. Like I was wow. on YouTube, YouTube that night. I yeah, knew it. Watching videos. Like I never roof, I, I never did roofing before, sheathing, nothing like that. So I I'm watching it. videos. I'm going to the store, buying tools. My two wow. day or day and a half means. job turned into a three day job. Wow. And then as soon as he got better, he moved to Montreal, which is another province here. In the-
0: right. Okay. So you're on your own.
1: I've been on my own since the beginning. I technically- Okay. So how
0: long has that, from that point in time to now, how, what's the time frame from that point in time where all that was happening to now?
1: Well, so when I finished those two jobs, I and, uh, that's when I joined about the union is when, around there. So I kind of didn't really do anything with my company. I just kind of put it on the back burner. Okay. But then when I decided, you know what, I'm going to do this, that's when I actually fully incorporated. That's where I'm fully right. legitimate business. Right. Yeah. When did you leave the union? I left the union, um, probably about like a week before I started my business. So just early June, I started in this May year? Of, of last year. Okay. So what have you been doing this whole time? Um, since I started my business. Yeah. Um, pretty much uh, a bunch of like a bunch of different things. I kind of jumped to do any job right now because I, and I know it's not good, but because I'm so hungry to be able to afford to, to work. I kind of take anything. So we've done, um, there's three big jobs that we've done so far, or I've done so far in my business. And that is, we did a entire main floor renovation, doors, floors, kitchen, bathroom, everything. Um, That one came out to about $60,000. And that was my biggest loss in my life because I didn't understand the difference between markup and profit. I didn't put how much were the
0: materials for something like that? How, how you had to be way off because you're, you're, your
1: labor is you. I made, you know? <laughs> I believe, I made six thousand dollars on that job, and that was my labor. It's not hours. a loss. That, know, that's not But that's only of labor. A loss. Yeah, but that's also right. underestimating how long it took. Like, if I, if I put time into money, I was way out.
0: Right, but um, right. yeah. So yeah. And okay. so then
1: that was my big job. I did that one, and uh, like I said, I didn't understand. How workout. long did
0: that take you to do? Two months. About a,
1: about a month and a half.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, we, so, we pushed pretty good.
0: Yeah, so that's good, man. I mean, you sound really motivated, and I Absolutely. think that you know there's a mindset that um that that you've got to learn to adopt, and it's and and I know you know these things, but I just try to get foundational when I start these because like Absolutely. we can build up from there. You know, my my thing is you you've always worked for somebody, and right now you have skill set like you have this skill set that you know produces you money. Um, and, uh, you know, the idea that you can do everything, I I get scared when anyone starting their business starts off as a general contractor, because it's hard to market as a general contractor. That's, that's that's the big issue. Absolutely. Right. If, you know, like I I look at it, like if Apple said, Hey, we're a, we're a technology company, you know, we're a software (laughs) company, right? Like, you know, if they did that, I mean, you know, initially off the bat, I, I believe that they, you know, they started off with, computers so they were a computer company and they sold computers mm-hmm. and then they and then they eventually branched off and did all these other things so like like my first thing off the bat is like you know understanding the mindset of like you're you got to come in to bring, uh, to, to brink construction as an investor and and not as 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 a, what we call a technician there's a great book called the e myth it's floating around entrepreneur world um, where i believe that it would be beneficial for you to read that cuz the big thing about that book is that it really just helps you separate from uh the idea and and identify what role you're actually occupying um and 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 another thing that i want to point out man is i could tell that quality is really important to you absolutely one of the big fears that i find with what we call and i'm going to refer to you as a technician and you'll learn that concept when you read that book one thing that i find with technicians you're operating in the role of a technician is you're afraid to let that quality go because it puts you out of control, and you're not sure if someone can deliver that quality to the standard that you want to deliver it. Again, yep. I, I know you take pride, like you have the, the nice branding, nice logo. You want to start this thing off in the right direction. You're listening Absolutely. to podcasts. You're you're going to YouTube something and figure it out until you get it. Like all these things take a good you know take take a lot of effort on your part with the end goal of a very happy customer, great reputation. <laughs> you understand all these concepts, so you're way ahead of the game. Um, the problem is, is that when you take on complex projects you have to find complex, detail-oriented, skilled individuals that just so happen to be looking for a job. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be doing it themselves? Exactly. You know, if they, if they were that skilled. So, so your labor pool is very, very limited um, when, you, when, you, when you go into general contracting or when you decide to do remodeling or you decide mm-hmm. to do these, these really hard tasks. Um, there's no shortage of paint jobs There's no shortage of flooring installation. There's no shortage of trim work. Like these Mm -hmm. are the three easiest to niche down on. So going back to my analogy with Apple, you know, they started with computers, you know, and it's like, you can still be brink construction, you know, but you'll learn through listening to my podcast and really anybody should give you this advice who claims to have a successful business is you got to pick one and it's Mm -hmm. not just picking one. To simplify your processes, but there's so many benefits to picking one. One that I just mentioned is the labor pool becomes way wider. Okay. Because you're not putting high expectations on people to come in and do expert level work. Right. Yeah. You know, so that's number one, number two, the marketing becomes way easier. And one of your issues is saying, Hey, how do I keep this pipeline full to make sure that I can keep someone busy and consistent? Right.
1: Uh, Yeah. That's why I haven't hired anyone yet.
0: Right. They go hand in hand when you're confident in your marketing, knowing that the phone's going to ring, then you're
1: confident you're hiring, knowing that you can produce the end result. Right. Yeah. And honestly, um, <clears throat> I knew that's what you're going to say. I knew you're going to say you got niche down or niche. I down, have to say that there's absolutely. no, that's cause the, I actually, yeah, I have to, I watched your episode recently that was talking about niching down and not doing too many things. And even with the breakthroughs, I know you told people like, why are you doing painting and cabinet work? Why not just choose one? You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> And sorry, just to confirm, you said the book was E Myth, like E M Y T H. Yeah, E Myth. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, like for
0: Entrepreneurial Myth. But yeah, go ahead.
1: Ban- oh, awesome. Thank you. Um, and honestly, like I do agree. I think that is like the marketing being the problem. G seeing is very very true. Like I okay. So there's a service called HomeStars. You I know you've talked about it. So you know about yeah. I know about them. They're just the uh, Canadian version of Home Advisor wrong actually the way home stars works is you pay a monthly fee
0: well angie's list you get oh, it's like the community yeah it's like maybe because angie actually owns angie's list and home advisor and oh home stars. so gotcha. so you pay a monthly fee and and you
1: get you know x amount of leads right yeah well they don't actually um, guarantee amount of leads but the problem is here so i do gc i have i pay 450 bucks a month on okay. on home stars i All have right. like i think like a 25 or 30, something like that circle kilometer that I get to put somewhere. Sure. Now the problem with that is the jobs that come in, uh, are so slow. Like I probably get maybe two, maybe three a month.
0: Yeah. It's random. It's sporadic. Exactly. It's not dialed in and it's not, you know, it's not aggressive because exactly they haven't built a big enough name in Canada as Angie does in America. Yeah. So when I turn on home advisor, dude, I mean, sometimes I'll get two or three a day, you and know, so it's like, that's insane. But there's a couple of factors here. Like, first of all, $450 um, is not a lot. Like, that's oh, kind of like not a lot at all. Like, I mean, even though that's their monthly fee, um, that equates to about six or seven leads if I were paying per lead. Um, it really just comes down to like, you know working backwards. Right. So like, if you were to say, um, you know, this is how much money I want to make, right. Like, can you tell me what that number would be on a monthly basis in 30 days? Like what your, what your goal is to make um, in terms of, let's start with
1: sales. Like what is your sales goal for 30 days? If you were to, if you were to hit it. Uh, Well, my sales goal would probably be, And okay. I just want to confirm. Like, like I'm a young guy, sorry, quickly going off track here. I'm only 22. I just turned 22 this month. So I'm like this, everything is so new to me. And I, I didn't have cool. like a father or anyone who can like hand me down information sure. with running a business. Cause nobody works in the, in the trade. Sure. Like this is all me new. So some of these terms, like, like I'm still learning the financial side of this thing. Love it. And that's through YouTube and everything like that. So when you yeah. say sales, yeah. You mean that that's before, uh, taxes and before profit or like, yeah, not so. Profit. so
0: when you hear the word gross, Okay. I, I, I equate it to disgusting because I can't look at it because it doesn't matter <laughs> because what really matters is the net. The net is the safe spot. That's what comes yeah. into you. Imagine you hold a net that's yours. So that use those analogies to remember, you know, how, how, how to separate them. It's definitely you know, a good analogy don't get, you that. know, don't, don't even look at the, the gross. Cause you don't, you don't get it. It's just before all the, all the stuff comes out of it. Okay. okay? So when you said, um, so, so when I, I say to... sales, when I say sales, like the first thing you have to identify whenever you're, you're building a business is projecting your sales. What are you physically able to produce in a 30 day time frame? You know, you came up, you came up to me with a $60,000 job and you said you mm-hmm. got it done in 45 days. So really what you're telling me is you're able to produce if you're maxed out, um, between 30 and 35,000 in a month's time. Okay? Uh, I'd say about and, that. But, but those, that data is kind of skewed because that is in proportion to what type of materials that person wants because you're mm-hmm. adding in those materials. So if somebody gets luxury flooring for $8 a square foot, that's going to skew your data. Um, that's what's tricky about remodeling. With paint, the paint cost doesn't vary that wide. It's mm-hmm. either going to be between $30 a gallon and $60 a gallon at the most. So I can accurately project Now, what you did inform me is that you made $6,000 in 45 days. That was your net. That is what Mm -hmm. you netted. That's what came into your net. Okay. So that is a foundational principle there, but we got to go a little bit deeper because if you were an employee of Brink Construction, you as the employee made $6,000, roughly about $1,500 a week. Yeah. Brink Construction made nothing. So yep. you Brink Construction made no profit. Right now you're oc- occupying two roles. Role number 1, you're well so many more roles, but I'll break it down. Yeah. You're the CEO, okay? You're the CFO, you're the you're the COO, okay? C- CEO, Chief Executive Officer. Number 2, Chief Financial Officer, you control all the finances. Chief Operations Officer, you're overseeing production, okay? CEO oversees all that. Right. And now you're also the project manager. Okay. You're the customer relations specialist. You're the salesperson. You're the quality control specialist. Like, like, you know, you're doing so many different roles. You're making um, me feel pretty
1: cool right now though.
0: I will say, Yeah, man, you're amazing. <laughs> I've you never know? put that many titles down. Yeah, on <laughs> dude, you have all these titles, man.
1: You're wearing all these hats, right? Yeah. But it's time um, to take them off, right? It's time to,
0: well, well, when we look at what actually grows a business, we look at it as sales are what grows a business. Okay. Mm. Producing the result of a sold project does not grow your business. That just fulfills growth. Okay. That fulfills the promises. Okay. We grew the business when we sold something, when we fulfilled the promise, then we pretty much sustained our business to continue growing. Right. Like, does that make sense? So what you spent if you were to put a pie chart together of all the time that you spend, I'd say 80 to 90% of your time is spent sustaining the growth of your business, right? Producing Mm -hmm. the result. Okay. When you get these concepts down, it's almost like insane to be like, Hey, I'm going to actually be working Today And now I know that you've come to this realization, just breaking this down fundamentally, because it comes with a mindset because you came from being an employee. So I'm just trying to help you understand yep. like the concepts of a business owner. And it's like, you're coming in as an investor and an investor would start putting people in the right positions. And it comes down to rewiring your business plan, because you can't do this at your stage right now as a general contractor, you can't, you could, but you're going to be, be hard-pressed to find really good help. You're going to pay way more than you should for it. And mm-hmm. then you're going to be hard-pressed to find consistent marketing because the general public looks at construction and general contractors as building homes. They don't mm-hmm. look at it as remodeling. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Remodeling is an emotional buy. It's a totally different market, and it's way more, you know, you're going to get way more um, uh, search traffic. OK, because, again, the average customer, your neighbor next door, OK, if they have the conversation like, man, I would really love to to take down this wall, you know, they're not looking up general contractors in Montreal. Yeah. What are they looking up? Remodeling companies.
1: So would you say it would be beneficial to then change my company from a general contractor to a remodeler? I believe that it would be beneficial because the long term goal for you would
0: be to have a remodeling company, I assume. I know that you don't yeah. want to do just one thing. What, yeah. that'll, what that classification will allow you to do is you'll be able to easily be recognized by the market. Okay, that's free traffic, man. If, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're, uh, you know, it, you're, you're going to get skipped over by other remodeling companies. And I, I, I implore you to go on Google and act like a customer, dude. Hey, I want to remodel my kitchen, local kitchen remodelers, mm-hmm. you know, brink construction is, is, is the word construction to the, to the general public is, well, I don't I don't really know what that is. I'm going to mm-hmm. avoid that. Okay. Even me, you know, even as this coach here or whatever I am, you know, I'm not going to look for a construction company, do a remodel. I want somebody specializes.
1: In you don't remodeling. go to the
0: dentist to, 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 you know, get an allergy test. No, you know, I you go to a, the general market knows, hey, I have a toothache. I got to go to the dentist. So when it comes to painting, same thing. Hey, I need painting done. I want to find a painting company. I need flooring done. I need to find a flooring company. But what mm-hmm. we're trying to do is generate traffic. Traffic is essentially, you know, a result of good branding and good placement of your brand. So where do
1: people travel? We know this Google, right? What does your Google presence look like? Uh, In terms of, so I actually, in terms of marketing. So as of right now, I have a website fully designed by me. I have a Google uh, profile, again, not really designed by me, but set up by me. I have seven reviews on there, five stars. Um, I'm planning to, like, I remember watching one of your uh, podcasts and you said, get your friends to do like a, just like a character review. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, my friends have yet to do it. But I did send okay. them the link. Hey dude, but, follow uh, up with them. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Right. Just like how I would with my clients. No, but um, they always are busy anyways, but um, I will try to get on there to do that. Cause I want to get to 10. Like you said, you should have a minimum of 10. Sure. And I also did just start setting up a Google ad. Right. So what's the city you're in? I'm in, uh, technically I'm in Mississauga. It's how do it's I spell just, it? Let's just do Toronto. I'm literally like 15 minutes
0: out. of Oh, Minnesota. dude, even worse. <laughs> you know, just I'm I'm dead serious because you know it, it's gonna be hard to rank in oh, Toronto. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, you know, so if you have a niche city within Toronto, maybe start there. Okay. You know, is, M- is that, can you tell me? Yeah.
1: M I S S I S S A U G A, Mississauga.
0: Yeah. Okay, Mississauga, Canada. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put kitchen remodelers just very probably a common sure. search term that's going to have some ads on it okay so first three things that come up um you have uh, builder um i don't know yeah yeah it looks like they're similar to uh home stars it looks like angie actually made its way to canada i would look uh, into did it that actually i think so they're, they're actually um the ranking angie so maybe put a note to look into that i don't know if they're expanding there Um, but that would be something to look into Um, but what you're looking at here I mean you have companies that actually have kitchen remodeling in their names Mm -hmm. the first three that pop up here and I'll actually share my screen with you so you can see this because I just want you to understand this from a from a bird's eye perspective here. Again, I'm just doing what a customer would do. And this is in that town that you're telling me. Okay. This isn't Toronto as a whole. This is just that town, dude. sounds like you have some good competition here. Don't get intimidated by it. Doesn't matter. I'm just telling you how they're ranking and what they're doing. So you have GTA kitchen remodeling right off the bat, kitchen land, kitchen and bath Mississauga. Um, Those are your first three that are popping up. Okay. Mm In other words, what I'm trying to show you brink construction is so far out of the contention for this traffic, forget it, okay? Yeah. Now, there's a way to short-circuit this, okay? You see up here? Yep. Okay, these are where your ads are placed, at the top of the Google page, okay? You can short-circuit the wait to get on that little map pack. This is called the map pack here. Are you familiar with that term? I have never heard that, but that's a good name. Yeah, it's called the map pack. It's the the three or four that show up under the map. It's a very trustworthy placement because a lot of customers are used to using this map pack to go to restaurants, to go to local salons or to all this. Mm. So they use this map pack. So yes, this is a valuable placement for these three companies that have won the race to the map pack. Chances are, it's because they have really good and high reviews. Which uh, you know that'll get them there, okay? Yeah. Um, but what I'm showing you is is that don't be intimidated by this. What you should do initially is you should take your your uh, you should allocate some of your marketing budget. Right now you got 450 locked in with uh, HomeStars. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I would raise that budget to at least a thousand bucks a month. I, I actually least. did.
1: I did do that. I, I like I said, I got the Google Ad. That's about 260 a month. And then there's a website called Bark. And again, like before, I was very like I don't want to spend my money on leads per lead. But then I thought about it, I'm like, I'm spending my money already on leads on home stars, and I'm getting less than what I could right. be by by buying per lead. Like, right. Like a set in stone like right. hot lead.
0: Yeah. So- yeah. I mean, it's just the mindset needs to be: Hey, I'm spending this money to get people. You don't matter who's exactly. giving it to you. Who gives me the best people to sell my jobs to? That's all I care about. It's it's either people, right? they're gonna generate it for you. You better start knocking to go yeah. create, you know, but that's a different, different topic. But what I'm just showing you here, is you can short circuit it with the right approach to Google ads. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can be ranked in these areas and you can have the right SEO at the top of the Google ad that says, Hey, brink construction, kitchen remodeling specialist." If you want to skip over the rebranding and skip over all that stuff. Okay. That just comes down to you identifying what it is that you want to do. And I want to pause here, man, because um, I'd really like to know where your head's at. Cause sometimes I go a little too far and maybe that's you're good. thinking, man, I don't see myself rebranding. I don't see myself niching down. I like what I do. What are your thoughts about that plan? And, 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 and follow that up with what service you actually want to niche down to so we can maybe go in a different direction.
1: Absolutely. So honestly speaking, um, I've thought about, um, sorry, I say niche, I'm just going to say niche. I've thought about like changing my niche to something that's not GCing, but I think the fact that like. The thing I love about GCing is that you're a part of the big, the big picture. And that's always been my thing. I always love being a part of the big picture and that's why that's what I went into. And honestly, I know you're saying like, it's probably easier for you to you know, niche down and find something better, but I honestly think that the fact that it is harder gives me more motivation to do better.
0: Then, I think that you misinterpreted what I said. I didn't sorry. say to niche down and do something better. I'm trying to help you create a system first.
1: Yes, that's true. And
0: you need to learn how to create a system that generates cash flow with predictable results first, because that will translate into you being a very, very good and profitable general contractor. That, that's right.
1: your, your, Yes, that's right. Sorry. You know what
0: I'm saying? Like, this isn't about you just pivoting and saying, okay, now I just, you know what? Tanner's just telling me to do painting. There's some people I'll give that advice to. You're not one yeah. of them because I can tell you really enjoy this, the, the large scope, but you're running into a roadblock. Your roadblock is number one, you can't figure out predictable marketing right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's number one. You will not ever figure it out unless you pick a niche because the traffic that's going to the places that are presenting us leads okay are specifically looking for one type of service unless they are really looking for a general contractor which no offense brother Mm -hmm. you do not have the network of competing general contractors to be able to pull in flooring guys to be able to pull in granite companies to be able to pull in these big pictures you're doing it which some people might be okay with which you've ran into they they're totally Mm -hmm. cool i think the majority of the the expectation of some of these people is they want somebody to do all the facilitating.
1: Would you agree? Have you ran into that with some customers? Well, actually I, I do sub in almost everything. The only thing okay. I do, because like I, I kind of did niche down to a bit like I did go to only really do finish carpentry because that's what I'm best at, right? Finishing rough carpentry. So let's say, okay, I'm doing a job right now. Actually, I'm going to be leaving here after this, but uh, we're doing a basement renovation. We're turning a bathroom okay. and a, and a uh, laundry room into one. So I did all the demo, right? Okay. I carried all the garbage outside. I brought all the garbage yesterday to the dump. Um, I'm also doing all the framing. Right. I'm also doing all the finished carpentry. Like I'm, we're doing a custom um, shelf, but I have a guy coming in to do the tile. I had a guy come to do the spray foam. I have guys coming to do the countertops. I have guys to come do the... Um, I'm doing the drywall. I also you do left drywall. out this major
0: piece of information,
1: man. You made yeah. it seem like it was just you by yourself. That it, changes it, the game. Yeah, I know. It definitely does change the game. But so what I, are you I looking for? Subbing. Are you looking for a proprietary crew?
0: Is that what you're wanting employees? Or are you, I mean, what? because that that changes that changes the direction of this conversation because I didn't know you had this network.
1: Yeah. No, my apologies. I do have the network. Um, and that's actually like Alex, my painter. He is my number one guy I go to when it comes to painting. I don't yeah. have, I don't like to shop around. I like to make a family. So I have right. my electricians. I have my plumbers. A smart,
0: that's a smart general contractor. Approach. Yeah. And honestly, so tell-
1: it, it makes the actual subcontractors more right. loyal to you when they know you're not shopping around for the best price. You know right. What I mean? Yeah.
0: You want, yeah, I would be, <clears throat> I would be too. You know, again, that's, 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 that's good. So tell me yeah. where you find that you know, you're lacking. Like, or, I mean, normally, general contractors aren't really concerned about finding employees. Is it more so you are having trouble finding the actual work?
1: No, so I, I am <clears throat> having trouble finding the work. but I, I, my goal is to get off the tools. That's mainly why I'm here today is I want to know how I can get off the tools to no longer, required to be like i unloaded like 1500 square feet of flooring up two flights of stairs on my last job i mean that
0: doesn't even that to to me like if that's a task that you're doing that's a very low skill task i mean absolutely and that's what i mean the demo right the the, demo i mean you can find someone to demo and do grunt work i mean that's just a matter of you taking the time to put out an advertisement and you know, you're really looking for somebody with no skill, just seems to be a hard worker. So I think it comes down yeah. to just having a hiring process, if that's the case.
1: My fear with hiring somebody as of right now is the fact that I ha- don't have enough work coming in to sustain myself. You told me,
0: so- though, that you opted to do general contracting and you're telling me that it pushes you in a way that motivates you, right? Yes. It's just so you actually was- do well with external motivation from what I gather from you.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: So don't you believe that if you hire somebody and promise them work, that will push you to, to find the work that you need I, to find for that? I person? think
1: so. And that's why when I was listening <laughs> to your podcast and you said, hire someone where you don't need it and it will yeah. make you work harder. That's why I'm like, I, I can't, I want to hear it from your voice. If I need yeah, to hire it's there. someone today.
0: It's here, man. Yeah, it's here. You got it. I, I will look into it. And that's because why like, I'm here's trying the to thing. expand. You're occupying right now their job. Like you're... Mm-hmm. You're occupying their job, so you're thinking, "How are we both going to fit in this job?" And I think what you should be looking for, although yes, it would be wise to find a laborer to work alongside you to do all this grunt work, it would be wise to bring an apprentice to learn how to project manage. That's you know, another
1: thing. Like one of my questions I have written down here is like, in your opinion, what is the best? Because it's like general contracting, and okay, as example, painting. You have yeah. a process of, of roles you need to fill. Yeah. And like when I worked for that GC uh, who was doing the remodeling, the big scale remodels, he pretty like, what I like to call my job title, as much as he called his carpenters, I like to call our, our, our title as we fix other people's screw-ups. Because like when the drywaller made a mistake, instead of calling the drywaller back, he'd send us in to go fix the drywall. So we did a little bit of every trade, but we were basically the fixer-uppers. Now, for me, that's what I have engraved in my head is what, uh, workers for GCs are, is just fixer uppers. But I guess, do you have any you know experience or advice where what should I hire in what order to fill what spots for my company? Well, you got to identify the spots right
0: now from our conversation, which could be lacking context. I'm just going yeah. based off what you told me. The spot that you're really trying to fill right now is, is, a, is a helper position because mm-hmm. if you're only going in and doing demo and you're doing like carpentry, um, and, and subbing everything else out. Um, I think, you know, off the bat, that's pretty good. I mean, if you're able to, to coordinate all that stuff and, and you're, and you're successful with it, I understand that, that that's, that's okay. Um, but, I think it would be wise if you're going to go through the effort and energy to hire somebody is to hire a replacement for what you do because you do do more than demo and you do do more than trim and carpentry work mm-hmm. you you also oversee the production and i'm not saying that you have to cease overseeing production but there's nothing like having an internal individual that's working alongside you sort of like you said how alex was at one point this this business partner or you guys were, were banging jobs out together or whatever um, it would be wise to do that because your most important role is networking and sales. I mean, you have got to be in that, that, that role. Um, so maybe training someone up to work alongside you, you can leave him on the job while you go out and sell and network and do all these things. But it really comes down to you understanding how to hire and putting together the right foundation for hiring. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't just bring someone into your business and say, okay, we'll pay you cash. There's got to be some promise that you're going to make in terms of looking out for their well, well-being, their best interest, or you're not going to get someone that cares about that stuff. You're just going to get someone that's just showing up for cash every week. Yeah. You know, so when it comes to hiring and the process of hiring, like. Do you have any questions about that? I don't know if you've ever had experience hiring or doing absolutely interviews, absolutely not. Or anything like that?
1: Okay. Like I never, like I know you post a lot of videos about hiring, and I do listen to every single one. I don't ever. It's skip a boring on topic. It really is, but
0: it's one of those topics. Is like, dude, yeah, you might as well learn it because it's yeah. gonna really throw you off in the long run. But yeah, absolutely. yeah. Like, what questions like do you once have about I hiring? There,
1: so honestly, I guess like, okay, I'm gonna put an ad up. I'm gonna look for somebody. Obviously, I think right now I either need an apprentice. Or like a like a laborer who's who wants to to expand. There you go. So I yeah, think you're not like, going
0: to bring in somebody who has GC level experience. Yeah. Or, you're you're going to have to recruit somebody with the idea like, hey, this person could oversee my operations at some point. Yeah. You're going to mention it that you eventually are looking for somebody, but that's all you're going to do is mention it because you don't want to overpromise. You want to mm-hmm. see how they work. You, know, you want to make sure that there's somebody that you can actually give the keys to on the production side. Hey, I need you to schedule in this person, this person, this person, really just training them how to just take control of that, you know, mm-hmm. customer communication and all that stuff and building that up, man. But the hiring process is more than just throwing out an ad, you Absolutely. know, You know, like anything I'm going to ever teach anybody. It's like, you got to have a
1: system or you're not going to get I'm going to call a system of my first company, the commercial company. I really liked what they did. And even and I experienced it. That's why I understand that it was a yeah. good process. Yeah. And it you appreciated like, it when you got absolutely, the job, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I was scared out of my mind the whole time because I was like, am I going to get this job? Right. Yeah. But basically it started off with, okay. Um, it was actually funny because the way I got the job, they, they weren't even advertising they needed people, but I called them. I said, Hey, do you guys need people? My mother was like, no, no, look, they, they're on the website says they don't. Right. But I called them still. And I said, I want to bring in my, my resume. Right. They're like, sure. Come on in gave him my resume waited got a call did a phone interview after the phone interview they did an in person interview after that it was a one day trial or sorry half day trial after that it was a two week trial after that it was a three month trial and then you got fully hired on
0: yeah beautiful i mean they understand that it's a it's a filtering out process to get the Absolutely. best possible employees um and i think that you might not have that leverage to operate to that capacity, but you can still implement the principles of just Mm -hmm. strategically hiring, creating perception that working for Brink construction, which you're doing great with the marketing, like the idea that Brink construction, you know, that clean marketing, the cool name, like, you know, the branding, like that's, that's exciting to somebody. It's just a matter of you framing the offer in a way that gets somebody to either switch from somewhere else, or it gets somebody who's moving into town to want to be a part of your team. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, one of the, you know, there's so many different directions, man. I I, I look at your situation like this, you know, and, and I'm going to stick to my guns on this because you're in your position right now, um, you know, to come to me. I, I love helping and I, I'm seeing some problems. I'm seeing some things. You're 22, man. I think you've done a great job. I'm really inspired of your, you know, just kind of like, you know, forget this. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. And you're learning as you go. Just take it from me man, if I can give you one piece of advice, it would be to niche down on one on one area. You know, you will see the big picture if you niche down. I don't get upset because I didn't see the house being built. I get happy because I see a house being transformed from start to finish on a paint yeah. job. I still get that same feeling. But you have to understand, bro, you need to create a business that produces cash flow consistently, creates jobs for people that you can actually take the time to focus on your sales process. You know, um, your sales process, your marketing, you know, being able to step back and saying, okay, if I put in a thousand dollars to this area this month, it's going to generate me this many opportunities. And then if I do this many opportunities last month, I had this many opportunities. I only sold four jobs. So I'm going to try something different this month and I'm going to try to sell six jobs. And then now that I sold six jobs, I need to produce this much and I have to have this big of a team to be able to produce it. You know, um, and it really comes down, it all starts with the marketing. So that's why I'm saying maybe for the next three to four months, maybe you just dial down to kitchen remodels only or bathroom Mm -hmm. remodels only. And you find out how to, where those people are. Look on Google, type in bathroom remodeler, see who your competition is, run Google ads on that keyword and just see what happens, you know?
1: Do you think it's worth uh, hiring an SEO? um No, no.
0: It's nope. SEO takes too long.
1: It's it's not for you. It's it, they're gonna charge fifteen to
0: twenty five hundred dollars a month, um, just for you to wait to get ranked on Google, and you're competing with these million dollar, multi million dollar mm. companies who have. A way bigger budget than your 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 construction company does right now. Yeah. Um, it, same with me. I mean, I'm not going to compete with those guys. So you you should pay for somebody who does Google ads. That's a good idea. Um, or if you want to take it to another level, I believe that it might be in your best interest to find somebody who does Facebook ads, because Facebook ads create brand loyalty you know, ultimately you're creating your, you seem to be very intelligent when it comes to video blogging. You're not afraid to put mm-hmm. yourself on camera. Absolutely. This is where you're going to thrive. You can play the game of generality, which is somebody searching on Google. Okay. Generality, yeah. or you can play the game of personality, personality, and Facebook go hand in hand. If you pop up on someone's timeline seven times in the next week of, you know, hey, you know, um, I'm here with this next uh, project here. We just did this remodel. Oh, look, here's Alex. What's up, Alex? How's everything going? Like, if you have the courage and the ability to go online like that and have somebody on the back end making sure that these videos get shown to the right people, mm-hmm. and dude, you, you're you, you're cornering your market. You're creating your own vacuum. Okay, does that make sense?
1: Like that. Yeah, that I did actually have the question about Facebook ads because I know that you're like very into them now. Uh, like that's where I'm at in your vlog. You could probably or not your vlogs, your uh, podcast. You can tell I'm pretty Thank far you. behind. I, I love think it. I'm yeah, 65 man. Sixty-five episodes in. So and out of like Dude, I'm, I'm. Dude, I'm so
0: grateful, man. Thanks
1: for that. Yeah, but yeah. so Facebook ads. Um, I did do Facebook ads at one point. Maybe it's because I'm not skilled enough to make a good ad. But I, you know how you can like boost your posts on like Facebook right. or Instagram. So yeah. I've done Facebook and Instagram and I've never actually got a job. Like some of them have 1700 yeah. impressions. So
0: so it's a good, it's a good, you know, kind of like how you would call yourself a specialist in construction. Like this is mm-hmm. what you're good at. If a homeowner, at, you know, told you, Hey, I was thinking about doing it myself. Could they get the job done? Probably. Would it be to the standard that it should be? No. You Mm -hmm. know, and it's the same thing like anything, man. You know, there's people that actually specialize in this. It's like, for me, I don't know accounting and I I don't ever want to learn it. I'm not going to figure it out on my own just to save a few bucks. I'm going to hire a specialist because they're going to get me to my goal quicker. And that's what you need to think about is like, what is the cost? What is the potential return on my investment? And if they actually meet the return or exceed it, then it's worth doing it again. Um, yeah. When it comes to Facebook ads, you need somebody on the back end, bro. You need somebody looking at data and you need somebody looking at retargeting and audiences and all these things. When you boost posts, you don't have all those metrics. You really, it's just Facebook. I don't, they're making a killing off of people like you because you have no clue what you're doing. And, and, and I didn't either. So don't, I'm not even an expert with Facebook ads. I'm just saying oh, like, it's easy to hit boost a radius and then you show an ad. Well, guess what? Not everyone jumps on the first ad. You and I are both buyers. We mm-hmm. see a product one time. Do we skip over it? But if we keep saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it every single day, we have a greater chance every single day of at least looking at the website. Yeah. All right. So then we look at the website and we're like, ah, oh, this is a pretty cool product. And then we get a different ad because we looked at the website that says, hey, listen, I know you saw the website, man. All right, <laughs> listen, we're real, real quick, you know, um, I know that you're thinking about it, but I just want to offer you this because you went to the website, I'm going to give you $50 off if you buy this product. Do you see how valuable that is?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Big, big difference than boosting a post and not having anything that nurtures the journey. Okay, that is the difference. So
1: mm-hmm. I
0: think- you know, if we get anything out of this, looking at your situation, not being a prominent name in your area, mm-hmm. you could go the route of spending money on Google ads. You could go the route of spending money on Angie, but dude, you have a professional video and microphone right in front of me, man. You're not afraid yeah. to get on the camera. You specifically, I think, have a good opportunity to capitalize on Facebook.
1: Yeah, no. And and honestly, like, I, I think my thing is like, like you were saying before, you can't take everything on yourself, but like as example, two months ago, I, uh, was almost going to go bankrupt with my company. I didn't have work for about three months. And I just want to let you know, like, I don't just sit around and do nothing when I don't have work. Like I started up multiple businesses without myself. Like I have a woodworking business. I have an entire wood shop that I built in my garage. I do cutting boards, custom furniture, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I started doing that on my downtime. I also resale on Amazon. I, uh, I do beekeeping. I, I always keep myself busy. Wait, you have, you, you keep bees. You got bees yeah. in my backyard. There's about 180,000 bees, 180,000 bees. Yeah. we And we you get actually, their, you get their honey. Yeah. We actually just, I had honey this morning for breakfast. That's really toast. cool, man. Yeah, I'm Dude, a full you, beekeeper. Are,
0: you are a, an interesting person, man. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I also it.
1: like sell firewood. Uh, I have three project cars I just bought. one. So how yesterday. cool
0: would it be at one point to actually have the ability to do all those things that you love to do without the pressure of doing them because you have to pay your bills, you know, what, and how much and more creative exactly I want to get. Right. So what I'm saying is, is get rid of the emotion of your construction business of wanting to see everything from start to finish and wanting mm-hmm. to like, you gotta, you gotta disassociate from that. Because you're mm-hmm. going to get the emotion at your leisure when it's running to its capacity. You can go there and sit in the truck, dude, and watch the whole thing happen if yeah. you want. But a lot of technicians, we're using that word again, I really hope you read that book because then you'll be like, oh, you just call me a technician. Um, <laughs> you know, and I understand, you know, but a lot of technicians are emotionally tied to those the, the, those projects. And what it does is it alters your decision-making, which, which is, a sh- it takes away the strategy of, I need to get people here to do this for me so I can go do other things that are more important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that is what you're best at. Dude, you would work on the side as a, as a hobby, bro. I like to write and sell and market on the side. So for me, it's like, it was easy to disassociate with production. Cause I don't even like it. I don't, I'm yeah. not, I do, I'm horrible at painting, you know? So that was easy for me. Okay, it's gonna be way harder for you because these two things that you you have, which are your hands, are your greatest assets. So we need to figure out a way to be strategic. I like that you're coming on here. I'm just one opinion. There's many other great business coaches out there that give you more opinions, but again, let me let me tell you from my experience. Okay, just one more final thought here because um I really want you to get this. You spent almost an hour with me, so I want to make sure that I give you one thing to really narrow this down so you can take it and just try it for me please yes. okay write down one thing you're going to do for the next 3 months and do it and yeah. then market for it you know okay what is your favorite thing to do if you had to pick one thing out of your construction business what's that one thing that you actually like really enjoy doing mm. it's a hard question to be honest it's not hard it's not hard if you if you if you if i if it's not hard pick one do, thing that you just oh, does would it have do. to be, does it have
1: to be a ret- production like like it's something in production inside the house if there's one thing
0: that yeah if i gave you a whole house and said you have to pick one area of this house to make better which one would you pick because Um, you love the process you love the you love the you love the result you love all those things
1: now okay if i had to choose one it might be just like finished carpeting in general or like baseboards or something like that but i will say there's a like there's this is one of my problems i don't love it and that's why I want to get off the tools. I don't want to be a part of production. I right. love it in the sense of- I don't I'm just saying that the, the, the idea that you like it will allow you to sell it a lot better than if it's yeah. something
0: you don't like and allow you to understand it and study it better than if it's something you don't like. So if you like finished carpentry, okay? Here's a way for you to have a hand in the business, but not be the business, okay? Mm-hmm. Flooring. I mean, if you look at flooring, almost every flooring job that I've ever sold, I've been able to upsell brand new baseboards. Yeah. So what I would look for when you're hiring is somebody that has experience installing floors. Okay. That's where you should start. If I could give you a direction, that's where you should start. Okay. Is someone installing floors. Why? The flooring installation market is through the roof, dude. Okay. Laminate and vinyl planking is the new in. These things, peel and stick flooring, you're still charging the same amount as if you had to cut wood floor. They don't know the difference and they don't care. What's also really cool is you can separate the labor cost from the material a lot easier so you don't have to worry about losing money. You give mm-hmm. a labor cost, they go get whatever flooring they want. Mm-hmm. right? Easy upsell opportunity. Hey listen, you know we could we could either add quarter round, right, which I know you've done before. Mm-hmm. add corner round, Or we can remove your baseboards and put brand new five-inch baseboards on there. It'll look amazing. I think it's worth the additional investment, upsell opportunities. So maybe you have this guy install floors, and then you just come in and do the finished carpentry baseboard just so you can get your hand in the pot, you know, and you guys can work a little team aspect there. Um, The marketing's easy. The transformations are easy to market on Facebook. You have the ability to hire somebody and narrow down what you're looking for. Hey, you have floor installation experience. Cool. That's where we're going to start.
1: So you hire then, a floor and state. Yeah,
0: man. Hire okay. somebody that has experience installing floors so you actually have somebody that you can put to work and they can generate revenue for you. Mm. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's like now you know, hey, I need to find a flooring job for this guy. Cause one of your big fears when we spoke was not being able to keep someone busy, but mm-hmm. you got to make sure that you're aligning what you're finding with their skill set. So it's like ultimately, hey, if I know I, I got a guy that sells that can install floors, I know my marketing needs to be directed to flooring. Okay. And that's essentially what you can do with all the different trades. Like, oh, I got a granite guy, cool. Now I got to market a granite job to get that, that guy a granite job. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. But I think because you like finished carpentry and you understand flooring pretty well, I'm sure, just simply by knowing yeah. how to work a saw, cuts, things like that, you can come used in to and flooring, be- do
1: flooring,
0: yeah. Used to do flooring. I mean, what do you think about that plan? Maybe for the next three months, man, just try it out. Try go Call call Homestar telling you only want flooring leads and watch, yeah. you'll probably get more leads because that's a narrowed down niche.
1: Do you think I should obviously have that hired person before then, though? No, just no. me start. Just me banging at the floors. You can
0: do it yourself, but you need to be hiring. I mean, honestly, I would line up the next job that you get with a deadline and say, "Hey, I need to hire somebody by this time frame." It'll motivate you to do the interviews, and I don't want you doing less than four interviews. You need to do at least four interviews, dude, because if you get if you get with the idea that, you know, the interviews aren't working out or something, you might get discouraged and say, you know what, forget this hiring process. It sucks. I hate interviewing people. Yeah. Just say say that you're going to do four, you know, and, and try to get four people to sit down with you at, outside of a coffee shop or whatever and do your process, man. You've got the foundation at 22, bro. It's like, just again, I'm not going to budge. I I really think that the the goal for you is to create a system that works for itself. Try it out. You got plenty of time to to build homes, bro, and see it from start to finish. I think you're going to be a successful builder one day, just from what I'm learning from you and, and how much you really appreciate that start to finish. But you've got to learn how to run a profitable, consistent, predictable business. And I think yeah. that it starts with flooring. Again, you ran into a major issue. You told me earlier with your margins on this big remodeling job, because you, you didn't properly allocate costs for, was it the materials
1: that kind of threw you off? No, it was the whole thing. Like, I didn't put a markup on anything. And now, now I do put markups. Like, I do have a, a system on how I price jobs. But back then, it was like my very first big job. Right. And I just, I lost money because yeah. I didn't do proper well, learning
0: experience. You won't do that again. That's great. But, and you didn't absolutely. even really,
1: you didn't even really go that red. So it's like, you yeah, know, it's and I don't even regret it. I don't regret yeah. it. I'm don't so happy it. that I learned yeah. that because, and I was happy that they're so happy with the house. Like, yeah, you know, they loved they it. So it's like, yeah, dude, this so is good.
0: success. And don't think that you got to just, immediately be profitable. I mean, like, dude, you left your safe union job to start a freaking business, bro. You should be really proud. You should be really proud of yourself and what you've accomplished. Just remember you're, you're, you gotta get, you gotta crawl before you walk, man. And I think like the flooring is a safe bet. The marketing is easy. The the talent is easy. The process is easy. The upsells are easy. The margins are good. I mean, it all lines
1: up. So that's what I got for you, man. Was this helpful? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I did just have one more question for you though. Absolutely. Um, so actually I have two questions technically. Sure. So one was, uh, do you have any recommendations on like free and also paid tools that will help me like organize my business and keep me organized? Cause like, like I was saying before, like I do my own bookkeeping, I've learned my own bookkeeping. I don't know if you guys have QuickBooks out there. I'm assuming you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I've learned QuickBooks all by myself. I'm doing all my bookkeeping. I have an accountant, but like I'm so busy all the time. It's like, I can't come home and just relax because I always have work to do. And when I do relax, then I'm behind.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, you, I don't think you've gotten that far in my podcast. I, I built a software. It's called Drip Jobs. And that's yeah. literally the focus of what it does is organize your business. Because mm-hmm. you have to understand that all of your customers fall into a bucket at any given time, right? So let me give you an example. You have brand new leads that come in through um, and, or HomeStars or whatever you're using. They're new leads. Facebook yeah. leads. Okay. What do you need to do when you get a new lead, right? You have to follow up with them. And you yeah. got to schedule them right okay so then once you schedule them, they move into another bucket that's a scheduled estimate and then when you're building a proposal for them they fall into another bucket that's a proposal in a draft you're waiting to actually send the proposal then when you send them then you have them in proposal sent you're waiting for a response right so you have all these buckets that these people fall into right now in your business if you've been doing estimates you may not know where everyone is and that's kind of frustrating because you should be utilizing that information to follow up with new leads that didn't answer the phone right so i'm sure you have homestar leads that you've gotten
1: that haven't answered the phone right oh well, yeah and i did learn from you like i'm on them like when they don't Love answer it. or when they don't answer me on homestars because there's things like preferred contact methods email yeah i send them a little message saying hey message me on email i don't get an email okay i call the next day no answer yeah. okay i call them the next day and i'm on yeah. them and i know I'm trying giving to giving you my... the email with HomeStars now. Uh, well, yeah. What happens is they they say um, preferred way of contact is email. So then I leave them a message saying, "Hey, if you'd like to continue this conversation, email me at blah 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 blah." Yeah, I was about to say, man, because that's a game changer. Because drip <clears throat> follows up with them automatically. They don't email give me their time. email. No. Yeah. I yeah. I know.
0: I've always had trouble with home stars because they don't do that because it's kind of, that's weird, man. You're buying the lead. Give me the information. Yeah, exactly. market. But I understand what you're saying. So like, you know, where I'm getting at is that's great that you're following up with them, but you got to understand like organization is more than just the sales pipeline. That's what I explained to you. Then yeah. you have a production pipeline, especially in contracting. You have four stages. You got people that you're waiting to put on a firm scheduled date you have mm-hmm. people that are scheduled you have projects that are ongoing and in progress and then you have finished jobs and each of these customers need to be put in a bucket and that's what drip jobs does is it just organizes everybody and makes sure that the communication that those people are supposed to to be
1: to be receiving in those stages is getting sent so yeah. you know again it's actually just at the part where you're like, like, it's funny because you're like, oh, I have this thing coming up in a month. And I'm like, I want to know what it is, but I know it's already out. And yeah, then my so buddy cool. Alex came over the other day because we just had some beers in the backyard. Um, He was like, oh, yeah, it's drip drops. He started, and I started looking up online. I guess yeah. my only thing is, and and please tell me if I'm wrong here. When I did look at it, I felt like it was a lot more catered to the per, to the companies, Well, which I might start moving into now. But that niche down to something that, like, has... A bunch of jobs coming in at the same time. You know what I mean? Like how you say, okay, I get two to three leads a day. If, as a GC, if I was getting maybe six or seven a month, is drip jobs something that is still useful for someone with the less leads coming in? Absolutely.
0: I mean, either way, I mean, you got to realize that there's more than just lead flow. Like you still have project management. You still have to send proposals, right? You still have to invoice customers. It doesn't matter the volume that you're doing. You still need a software that does this. And the problem is, is that you're, you know, you got to realize strip jobs follows up with customers. It sends estimates, sends it, you know, does invoices, creates work orders, schedules, both appointments and job schedules. So like you're either going to get five different software to do it, or you could just have one, and you're gonna have to input information you can mess up information email addresses like so it's all it's all encompassing um you know but again you know when you ask me about software and stuff like that it's crucial to have something i mean you know again anything you could do to automate uh, a process mm-hmm. that you you would have to do is going to be helpful because you're either not doing it or you're not doing it efficiently like yeah. right now again if you you don't like you, we're speaking and your pipeline is not being nurtured like people who no. receive quotes from you that you they didn't they didn't accept they're not being followed up with right now, unless no. you actually pick up the phone. And that's not, there's not a lot of motivation to do that. It, I, I've been there. Not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So how many quotes have you given in the last 10, you know, 10 days?
1: Um, I'd say about four or five.
0: Four or five. Okay. And how many of those four or five have
1: been accepted and approved and you've gotten a deposit? Uh, some of them are up in the air right now. Uh, none of them, to be honest, have been like such approved,
0: right. And I'm just want to go to your, your question. So like, as we're speaking now, these people could be getting nurturing emails from Brink construction saying, Hey, are you interested in moving forward? Or, Hey, here's a little bit about us. You know, these are some of our values, yeah. you know, this is, this is, you know, Hey, it's been a week since we spoke. Just wondering, did any questions come up normally at this time, some questions come up or do you need help choosing, you know, you know, the style, like you can create these follow-up campaigns. They're already built into the accounts. You can edit them uh, but what I'm getting at is, it's like if you again, if it's not automated, either you got to do it manually or it's not being done efficiently, um, and and it's important to nurture. And what they're going to see is like, wow, this company is professional, like no one's following up with them, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I, honestly, and it's see- crazy
1: because so many people say like, oh yeah, you're the first person to actually respond to me. And I'm like, yeah. wait, what? The, like, the industry standard is It's poor. crazy to think that that's how there's so many so people. We need
0: just- to stack the deck. Like that's where I'm getting mm. at. It's like anything that you can do. And, and I can't tell you, dude, I've probably sold over a million dollars worth of jobs simply by following up and asking, hey, do you have any questions? And yeah. my automations do that now where they will respond with the question in the email. So I have an automated email that goes out and asks, hey, do you have any questions? And then they respond with their question. I pick up the phone and I call them from there, you know. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, I have so many leads that are coming in. There's no way I can manually do this or else I'd have to pay someone eight times whatever drip jobs cost to do that for me, yeah. you know. And I the
1: money. Okay, so I know, I know I'm not trying to hold you for too long here. No, I'm fine, man. What do you got? Um, I just want to get your opinion on what you think would be the best plan of action for me. Cause I know, okay, I'm going to try this three month thing. I'm going to try it. Like you said, get a flooring guy, take flooring jobs and try to upsell for baseboards and stuff. Right. Okay. So I guess step one, I obviously have to finish this job I'm doing now. It's a whole basement remodel. It's going to go till mid October. Right. It's not that until far, then. Okay. Sorry. Until then I can also start, um, like finding flooring jobs. There you go. You got uh, so it. say, say I schedule a flooring job for let's say end of October. Okay. Um, do you think it'd be beneficial to try to hire some before that floor? Now
0: job? hire them now. And I now. think what you should do is say, Hey, you know, in the beginning, I'm just finishing up a, uh, you know, a, ba- a basement remodel, give us a chance to work together, you know, and uh, see if, see if, you know, this is going to be a good fit. Do you have the leverage? You have a job that you can bring someone on and lighten the load. And guess what, man, you might get so, lucky with this hire, maybe they are able to finish some aspects of the job mm-hmm. where you can go find more flooring jobs to stack the pipeline up, you know, and then so exciting. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is exciting because you have a, a direction. And it's Absolutely. like, again, like, you know, hey, looking for when you put together an ad, it's like looking for an experienced flooring contractor, you know, one year or more experience wanted to grow with a fast paced, you know, you know, goal oriented company, you know, just, you know, make, make it appealing, like make Mm -hmm. it to where you would want to actually
1: apply. Think of it like that. Find people that are like you and you'll have a better, better outcome. And do you think it's, it's worth it to also mention the ad? It's not just going to be flooring, but like, we're also going to try to expand. No, just flooring. I'm just no, just, it's just flooring. Cause
0: what you're going to do is you're going to intimidate someone whose best skill is flooring. And Mm -hmm. you're pretty much saying, Hey, you're going to have to do something different. They don't want to do something different. That's what they're okay. good at. Is my so, painter, my painters do not want to install cabinetry. So I would never put them in, in that the position.
1: Future, let's say in the future, I have Jimmy. He's my flooring guy. Uh, I'm getting him sustainable jobs. Now, am I basically niching myself to flooring for now and then slowly expanding and getting, okay, now I'm getting a tile guy to start doing tile floors. I right? think that would
0: be smart. I mean, you know, you got to realize you're creating a machine. And, and again, when you take the emotion out of it, you can make better decisions. And I think that because you're going into this flooring, flooring journey, you should go all into it and actually try to try to specialize in something, you know, and then grow from there. I think the next step should be getting Jimmy a helper, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's two guys doing flooring for demo, demo, for everything. And then teaching, if Jimmy doesn't know finished carpentry, teaching Jimmy how to do finished carpentry. So now you're no longer required to be on the job to do these baseboards, to even do crown molding. That's an easy upsell. Hey, we're going to be here. You want some crown molding in the living room? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, dude, it, it, you can, you can really expand with this,
1: but flooring gets you in the
0: door. Um, and and Alex do the you,
1: painting, the baseboards, of course. Right.
0: There you go. Alex, <laughs> come on, man. We got, of course, I'm just saying like, dude, you already do this, but yeah. now you're niching down and, and getting in the door you know and, and and again i'll mention this and in, in, in about 6 months when you catch up to the podcast yeah. um there was somebody i brought on and one of the one of, he was doing doing something similar but i told him you know niche down on flooring and uh, he's a good thing for you to do is go to the flooring outlets where they actually sell the flooring mm-hmm. and let them know that you're a vendor so when they get somebody that comes in to look at flooring that's kind of the buying pattern they'll go to the flooring place first to look at the styles yeah. and then that place will subcontract or refer a reputable contractor to go do it. You seem very personable. It would be easy for you to go make a couple friends in those stores and Absolutely. just ask. Hey, I already how have many friends people... in the flooring stores. <laughs> yeah, how many people? Yeah, just you'd be like, how many people come in and ask for, um, you know, flooring flooring projects? You know, and would would could I get on your vendor list?
1: And I easy, guess it's easy, easy free flow of leads. I guess it's a bad idea to still take remodeling projects during this. Yes. Just stick to flooring.
0: Pick the flooring, man. Just for now. I mean, you can always go back like just Absolutely, you're in yeah. this position right now because of the randomness, not because you're doing a bad job. You're just not, you have no consistency mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to help you understand that. Like that is a very important aspect of success in business.
1: Okay. Fantastic. Alex is going to be happy that you're telling me to go with flooring. Cause he's like, no, he's going to tell you to go painting and you're going to replace me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, Alex. Thanks uh, bro, yeah, for the, uh, yeah. And honestly, like, I gotta, I can't thank him enough. Like, he's an amazing painter. Um, oh man, bring him on. I'd love to help him. Yeah, too. no, for sure. And he's just starting his business, actually. He just, oh, that's my favorite, man. Yeah, like, I, I've been giving him all the jobs that he gets, uh, from what I understand. It's you all, guys, from yeah, me. I love that, man. I and love I'm that. I'm pumping him as many jobs as I can. And, and like, I could see Absolutely. such good potential for him. Like, he, I, I see more potential in him than I do in myself sometimes. Like, he is an amazing worker. That's cool, man. That's cool. Uh, and now, last question, very quick one. Is there a, like, I, I don't know how this works a hundred percent if you post this or if you decide to post this, but is there a way I can re-watch this to then be able to yeah, show yeah, this yeah, information? Yeah, yeah.
0: I have the, uh well, it'll be recorded for the audio
1: yeah. and I can, I can send you the video link if you want. That'd be great. Thank you. Will do. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. Truly really yeah, do appreciate it. Yeah, no
0: problem, it. bro. Did, are you fired up?
1: Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm probably more nervous than I was before coming on this podcast because hey, now man. it's like,
0: now there's somebody holding you accountable. Don't come back to me in three months and tell me you, you didn't do anything, dude. Yeah, um, I, should,
1: I should do a follow-up though.
0: You should do one. I mean, honestly, I mean, it'd be, your, it'd be to your benefit. I mean, I, I do care. I really want you to be successful. I mean, yeah. you know, um, I, I that's why I do this, my hobby. Um, so, but I really just think, um, you know, just, just focus on those things. Try it, man. Get out there, try it. Say, I'm a flooring company for the next three months. Yeah. See how the marketing works. See the buying patterns. See what people ask when they are into a flooring job, have yeah. samples in the car. If you need to, you know, bring, bring I guess trim I'm young. Samples.
1: I have, I have the ability to make mistakes. And, so and yeah. one
0: thing I want to mention, you make uh cutting boards, right? Yep. Phenomenal gift after a job. Dude. Oh, I do. Yeah. I okay. literally have one in my room <laughs> ready for all my next right, cool. client. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make sure that's a great oh, gift. So all the time.
1: Um, yeah. All right,
0: man. Well, listen, we'll touch base soon. Um, I appreciate you joining uh, the business breakthrough, man. And uh, Thank you. you know, hopefully by the time that you're caught up to this episode, you will be in a really nice place.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I think I'm gonna have to listen. I need to listen to my own voice. So I'm going to listen to it. (laughs) All right, dude. Drip jobs CRM
0: is finally here. That's right. So drip jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process, this software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you, you're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you wanna see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo and get your team involved and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's gonna save you time, it's gonna make you money, And you're going to love the features that are built into DripJobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to DripJobs.com, and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out DripJobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.